Hello, everybody. Hello. 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 And welcome to episode 123 of the Big Planet Comics podcast. Yeah. Yeah. This Woo. is not a musical episode. I wonder if we should start numbering these by, um, like, the date so <laughs> that people will know, like, how far behind they are in listening. Today it is uh, October 8th. That sounds terrible. Yeah. 1994. Yeah. It is Wednesday, October 8th, and you're listening to the most comprehensive comic book podcast on the internet. In 2014. In 2014. <laughs> well, yeah, by the way, it's 2014. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, this is episode 123. My name is Kevin. I'm Nick. I'm Jared. And uh, you can... I don't. I don't remember how we do this anymore. Can, Internet. Uh, find us uh, on us Facebook up. at uh, facebook.com slash bigplanetcomics. Yeah, that all sounds right. Find us at Twitter. Yep. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> Twitter. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what's been going on, you guys? New York Comic Con is upon us. It is. Yeah. Uh, we yep. don't have any news yet. Nobody's going. IDW going? announced a new Powerpuff Girls book. So that happened. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> news the I've seen so far. <laughs> okay. Um, are you going? Uh, no, I wanted to go, but it was all sold out. Yeah, sold so, out. Super yeah. fast. Jared, are you going? Nope. Maybe I'll be there next year as a creator. Whoa. As a pro. That's as a good way to as, do it. As the creator. The creator, yeah. Uh, I'll be there as God or, you know, whoever. Cosplaying as God? Yeah, cosplaying as God. Just, you know, <laughs> looking cool. good. I'm growing <laughs> From up From the DC universe? Is uh is there a God in the DC universe? Yeah. There is, because there's a Spectre, right? He works for God. Right? No, the Fantastic Four met their creator. Wait, what? No, I'm talking about the Marvel Comics universe. No, You're talking about Jack Kirby. Jack yeah, Kirby is the creator of the Fantasy. He's the he king. Is. He's the king. Like Jesus. Like Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah, the king of kings. Uh, yeah, so what's, what has been going on? I went to Richmond. You went to Richmond? I did. Yep. Uh, so I was supposed to go to Richmond. You did go to Richmond. To work with Jared at the Zine Fest. You did. I didn't work with you there. Yeah, for like a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but my friend Coleman was also in town, so we yep. just hung out and did stuff. You understand. Oh, I know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we went all around Richmond, traipsed around, went to uh, a cool arcade restaurant called Strange Matter. That place is cool. Went to go see Gone Girl. How was it? Uh, it was really good. <laughs> really good. Yeah. It. It's have like, you, have you read the book? I have not read I the book. I haven't read the book either, so I wasn't sure if I should wait and read the book first. From what afterwards. I understand, having not read the book, I under- from what I understand, it's a very good adaptation of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the screenplay was written by Gillian Flynn. Oh, good so, for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think I might read some of her other books, Yeah, but I'm reading, um, the new David Mitchell book right now. So bone clocks. Is it as good as gone baby gone? Uh, as a movie? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good movie too, though. <laughs> it's really good. That's directed by Ben Affleck, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Starring Casey Affleck. No, it's starring Ben Affleck. Right? Oh, maybe it's directed by Casey oh, Affleck. Oh no, Casey Affleck is in it. What is that weird so movie with like Jessica Alba that Casey Affleck directed? Anyway. Yeah, Fantastic Four. Uh, or uh, Good Luck Chuck. Oh, gross. <laughs> that that has uh, Jessica Alba in it. Isn't that what we're talking about? Does it? <laughs> yeah. So confused. Yeah, she's not Chuck. She's the, the lady. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what I did. I don't know. I've been playing a lot of video games. A lot of Smash Brothers. Whoa. I'm um, yeah playing mostly as Mega Man, <laughs> but also playing a little bit as Bowser. As Bowser? Yeah, he's nice. beefy. He's beefy. <laughs> yeah. He's a beefy character. What about you, Nick? Nothing. I got nothing. nothing. Uh, what did you I did do? something cool. No, I did. I really did nothing to... I mean, I went to the party. It was fun. See? There you go. <laughs> oh, you went to the party? I went to a party. <laughs> the party. I heard it. A the yeah, party. It it's a party until Nick shows up. That, yeah, no, nothing. Okay, cool. Let's do some news. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. Don't we have something special happening this weekend? What do you mean? Something special. Are you looking at me? Yeah. 
don't know. Aren't you turning a year old? Oh, it's my birthday. Yeah, be next birthday. Happy yeah. early birthday. I was going to save that for the news. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Let's this, do the news. Yeah. Let's do the news. This just in: Robert Daddy Jr. to return for Iron Man Four. Or maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> I So I put this in the news, and then I saw, oh, maybe not. So Robert Downey Jr. was on Ellen. Right. Or all the news for comics Yep, where, where all the big news breaks these days. Well, usually it's on The View, right? That's the right. big news yeah, breaks. Yeah. But, uh, and he was like, hey, I'm going to do Iron Man 4. And uh, it the, the episode, actually, of Ellen hasn't come out yet, but uh, a lot of people heard it, and then... Did, Ellen immediately tweeted about it. Yeah, I think so. And then uh, he was on David Letterman. And David Letterman was like, hey, what about Iron Man 4? And Robert Downey Jr. was like, it's not happening. <laughs> He's like, maybe it's happening. I don't know if it's happening. It's in development, but it's not happening. But I'm going to be in other Marvel stuff. And then he said he wanted to be on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but there was a lot of red tape. I'm like... If he wants to be on Agents of Shield, I'm sure they'll make that they'll happen. Like, yeah, come on. Is he's, it, he's the red tape is probably he wants like two million dollars. No, no, but isn't it different studios? No, it's all Marvel Studios. No, no, but who's doing the show? Agents of Shield. What what channel is it on? ABC. ABC, which is Disney, which is Marvel. Oh, is it? Yeah, because yeah, uh, Samuel Jackson's been on it. Yeah, so, yeah. Sif was on it. Yep, Sif and oh, uh, Maria Hill was on it. That's yeah. weird. Then Colby Smolders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I I don't know. Maybe we'll see Robert Downey Jr. on. That'd be great. That show. That'd be like cool. It. Yeah. I'm not caught up on that show. You guys didn't watch any of the new stuff, right? I know like... Uh, I'm caught up. No, like um, Goth or... Um, Flash. I'm Flash. caught up on Gotham. Did you, you didn't watch Flash, though. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Flash next week. Maybe. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah. Um, and when's Constantine come on? Pretty soon. Because uh, I, I think the end of October. I'm kind of yeah. stupidly excited about it. I'm really excited I hope about it's good. It. It's going to be... excited about any of the other The preview looks really good. Yeah, it looks fun. It looks silly. It looks like uh, Supernatural or something. I'm really excited about Eyes on Me. Oh, yeah. Is that this season as well? It's pretty soon, yeah. Lots wow. of stuff coming Weird. out, you guys. I'm Happy. excited about the Preacher TV show. I think Isaac is <laughs> me the too. thing I'm most excited about, just because I love Rob, Rob Thomas. Oh. <laughs> Not of Matchbox, Matchbox 20. 20. But of uh, Veronica Mars and... Um, Veronica Mars the movie. And Veronica Mars the movie. Yeah, yeah. And some, Oh, and Party Down. And Party Down. Yeah, he oh, also yeah. did that. Uh, did he do 90210? Nope. That was, uh, was that? Uh, Luke Perry. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, 90210 is... Um, uh, Aaron Spelling. Yeah. Yep. What about the remake? Yeah, also Aaron Spelling. Oh, not, I don't think that was Rob Thomas. Really? Maybe, oh, maybe that was Rob Thomas, I actually. Think it was. The one with, like, Shania Grimes in it. And the, <laughs> the kid from The Wire. Um, oh, wait. Omar? No. Like, Michael B. Jordan? No, the other one. <laughs> Isn't he from The Wire? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's uh, Wallace. Yeah. Not Wallace, but the, the kid at the end who becomes the stick-up kid. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> Oh, uh, he yeah. He was on now too. Oh, yeah. He was like their um, adopted brother or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Let's talk. Amazing. A, let's talk a little bit more about the new 90210. <laughs> uh, we'll do it after the break. Isn't this after the, the most comprehensive break. podcast in the universe? Uh, you well, not, you not just about everything. You shouldn't have put comics on there. Yeah. You're yeah. qualifying too We're much. just the most comprehensive <laughs> podcast on the internet. All right. So we're going to talk a little bit about the Large Hadron Collider now. Um, okay. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the economic collapse. We're talking about of what? Explosion? Of uh, Syria? No, we're going to talk no. a little bit about ISIS. I'll okay. talk about Ebola a little bit. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah, it's it's not great, but you know. Did you know that ISIS, like in the Arab world, they have a different acronym for it? It's it, ISIL. Nope. There's like the Arabic term for it. No, in England, they call them ISIL. It's called Daesh. Daesh? Yeah. Oh, it's like douche? Yeah, pretty much. Daesh bags. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyway, <laughs> we're getting off topic. Squirrel Girl. 
<laughs> is our next news <laughs> <So> item. <laughs> Squirrel Girl is, is she getting ISIS? her own ongoing series. Written by Ryan North of Midas Flesh and um, drawn by Erica Henderson. Yeah, and her art looks great. It's very cartoony. It looks like it's going to be fun. It looks awesome. It, it's like uh, Marvel is taking their tactic they used with the Guardians of the Galaxy movie of we're going to do whatever we want yeah. and uh, applying it to uh, comics now yes. and putting out a Squirrel Girl comic. Grab all the great indie writers. Yeah. So uh, this is... Uh, so, Kevin, all you need to do... You've already got the Adventure Time, Bravest Warriors kind of, kind of. part of it. I got like Ryan, my toe in Ryan the North got. Yeah. You, know? you just need to build on that. And then you need to do your own, kind of create your own series for a little bit. And then you can write a Marvel series. This, this is my thought, that Ryan North writing Squirrel Girl is one step closer to me writing like a Dazzler series or something. <laughs> Dazzler miniseries. Yeah, I'd write a Dazzler miniseries. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't? Yeah, who wouldn't? I Probably a bunch of people. <laughs> I, ISIS wouldn't. Yeah, I, no, I, I no can go. Just, I can go interview people on the street, and I bet none of them. <laughs> um, I don't know. If you said, "Hey, we'd let you write this comic book series," I bet someone would be, they'd like, cool. be like, "Who's Dazzler? Leave yeah. me alone. I'm sleeping." <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be cool, though. And, and then, in, uh, not comics-related news. Oh, I was going to talk more about Squirrel Girl. Oh, oh I was just going to say, I think uh, you know, it seemed like they were kind of testing him out on um, him? the Young Event. Yeah, Ryan North. Oh, on the Young Avengers like thing in Original Sins. Yeah, yeah, and that was really good. So, yeah, yeah I think this will be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, I don't know why I put this third news item on here. That's uh, news to me. Uh, I mean, it's an interesting news. Is it news to you? <laughs> no, I, 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 I think I sent this to you. Uh, Twin Peaks will return to TV in 2016 on Showtime for a, uh, I think it's like a nine episode series yep. with late David Lynch directing all of the episodes. Yep, and and him and Mark Frost are writing all the scripts, the original show people. So, uh, I don't know. I feel like probably a lot of people that like comics like Twin Peaks. Probably. Yeah. They should at least. Yeah. And if you like Twin Peaks. Come by our stores and grab the damn fine cup of coffee Twin Peaks scene that we have <laughs> at at least two locations. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that is it for our news. Do you guys hear anything? Any other news? No, I think I think <laughs> they're saving all the news for the next couple days. Yeah, so we'll have a big yeah. news. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably have a, a <clears throat> slew of news coming out of New York Comic Con. Some recapping. Um, and, uh, hey, if you guys have any scoops, send them on to podcast send, at bigplanetcomics.com. Well, yeah. I did. Oh, I, I I did have this guy come into the store. He had a scoop, uh, and he said he he was a uh, <laughs> he was like a um, freelance journalist. He, he he found places for for studios to film certain movies, like what oh. do you call it, like a scout, scout. yeah, location he scout, location scout, right? And he was like, "Yeah, we're here, you know, uh, looking for uh, what did he he said a bunch of crazy things." First, he was like, <laughs> uh, "We're also looking here for um, Godzilla three. We're gonna have it set in DC." And I was like, what the? That's cool. I was like, what? and then he's like, that's oh, a major no, scoop. This is the crazy one. He said, he was like, oh, I'm looking for stuff around here, you know, for um, the Silver Surfer movie, which uh, Ridley Scott is going to do. And I was like, what are you? Are you, are you serious? Are, are you, you insane? Are you a crazy person that just walked into the store? Um, he seemed legit. Did he have a, I don't know. Do you have a black and white clapboard? Like, he was just new- constantly going, scene. It's like, this is the news to me. Well, hey, uh, so if, if you heard it here Silver, first. Silver Surfer movie directed by Ridley Scott. If that ends up happening, you heard it here first. Yeah. I hope this explodes. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Is yeah. Lawrence Fishburne going to come back? As Silver Surfer? <laughs> yeah. Well, he was the voice of Silver Surfer in the Rise of the, Yeah, Fantastic Four 2, Rise of the Silver Surfer. I had no idea because I never saw Starring it. Starring Captain America <laughs> and Jessica Alba from Good Luck Chuck <laughs> and Michael Chiklis from The Commish. And uh, the guy from Forever. <laughs> 
is oh <laughs> is that who that is <laughs> mr fantastic yeah i feel like the guy that played mr fantastic would be a good doctor strange that forever show have you seen that yeah it's like um no i haven't seen it, but i, I heard just about uh, it. i just like watched the first like five minutes yesterday and the intro is so funny he's like i've lived forever <laughs> <laughs> wow he's like i'm uh trying to find out why i can't die why oh. do i live forever you know what speaking of dying mm-hmm. we've got a question oh This question comes in from Pivo. P-O. P-dot-V-O. He says, which Marvel character would you guess has died or uh, believed to have died by readers more than all the others? Uh, so, Marvel characters? Which one has died the most? Or which one did they at least fake out dying the most? I would say probably Wolverine. Oh, really? Wait, so Wolverine, uh, are you counting this time? Died? I guess I'll count this time. Are you counting when <laughs> so he once. died in the Ultimate Universe? No. No. Oh, because he, he died, did die in the Ultimate Universe. He died in a storyline, then he came back as death, like the... Uh, the Four Horsemen? Horseman. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, and I think he died so, a little other time, that. too. Did he die before he got his bone claws? Maybe. Did he come back with bone claws? I don't know. No. Um, didn't he get his... I See, I think this is in the Ultimate Universe. Did he get his like skeleton ripped out by Magneto? He had the adamantium ripped out at one point. Yeah. But, yeah. that did, but he didn't that die. Didn't kill him. No, I know Dakin died. That was in the nineties. Mr. Fantastic has died at least once. I mean, <laughs> I mean, my first thing would be Spider Man, right? Spider died more than once. I mean, he died in the other, or was presumed dead. Oh no! And that one, he died, and then immediately went into a cocoon. Yeah, but he yeah. was he was dead for a minute. Uh, he <laughs> died a minute. Uh, in um, kind of superior when he became Spider-Man. superior Spider Man. Yeah. Um, he died. That's it. Maybe that's it. What about Mr. Immortal? He's died many times. He's that probably the one that's died the most. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, he killed himself with giant scissors uh, one time. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> um, also, Captain America's died at least twice. I'm thinking Cap yeah. might be one of them. Especially because like, there's all the times he's retired or whatever when it seems like he might have died. Oh, like the legend died. Yeah. Is that what's going to happen at the end of Death of Wolverine? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's just gonna Logan. Be, yeah, I think that's he's a like Wolverine is dead. I'm now Logan. So Captain America's died at least twice. He died once in uh, in World War Two. Well, that would make sense for Old Man Logan because he wouldn't be Old Man Wolverine. Oh, hey, hey, here we go, here we go. We're getting somewhere. <laughs> um, and then of course Captain America died when he was shot with the same magic bullet that uh, Batman was shot with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. Um, good bullet. Yeah. So what about in DC though? Has has anybody died a bunch of times? Batman has died. I mean, there is a trade called the I many think, deaths of Batman. Yeah, Batman <laughs> yeah. died at least three or four times. Yeah, so um, Superman died once, I guess. Robin as a character has definitely died a few times. Or <laughs> yeah, Robin, yeah. You might win. Um, but uh, but as a person, yeah, as an individual, I don't know. <laughs> but all the Robins have died, right? Yeah. Damien died. Yeah. Jason no. Todd died. Dick Grayson didn't. Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson died. Dick oh, Grayson the, died the, at the, the end. One. Yeah, he died oh, at the man. end of Forever Evil. Um, and uh, well. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, you know, yeah. they said he died. Comic book died. And also, uh, Stephanie Brown died. <laughs> yeah. So they've all died. Wow. Um, hey, everybody's dead. Tim Drake never died. His dad died. <laughs> his parents, both of his parents died. Yeah. Um, he was adopted by Batman. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the same thing, though. Um, yeah, so, Pivo, I hope that answers your question. He says, keep up the great podcasting, since you are so comprehensive Yours is the only comics podcast I listen to. Hey, Whoa. me too. And only when I'm editing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. I listened to, uh, I started listening to Word Balloon. What's that? Uh, they, he interviews, it's a guy interviewing writers and it's pretty good. Okay. And then uh, the Nerdist Writers Podcast, which I'm not really into the Nerdist stuff in general. I'm more of an earwolf guy myself. But uh, um, they do like, uh, they interview a lot of comics writers and it's good. 
But uh, yeah, thanks, Pivo. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for man. only listening to our podcast. That's what we like to hear. Um, okay, well, I guess we're going to do some reviews. This is going to be a short one, you guys. That's Ooh. fine with me. That's fine with me, too. We love comics, they're swell. Except when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. All right, up first we've got Axis number one. This is written by Rick Remender, who, of course, wrote Fear Agent and wrote Sea of Red. Yep. He wrote... Uh, Strange Girl. Strange Girl. Black he Science. Wrote, uh, Triple X Zombies. He wrote trip, Crawl Space, colon, Triple X Zombies. Yep. And he wrote um, uh, that other comic a long time ago, Black Betty. Black Betty. Yep. <laughs> but also What's... he writes Uncanny Avengers, and this is kind of just the next issue of Uncanny Avengers. Yep. Uh, the art in this is by Adam Kubert. He also currently writes Deadly Class, Slow, and Black Science, which yep. are all amazing. And Deadly Class, one of the best books on the show. So good. Probably the best. I don't know. Really? It's no. in my top two. It's really, really it's good. It's really good. Yeah, it might be the best book on the shelf. Yeah. I love Alex and Ada. I also love... There's so many good books out yeah, now. I like... Um, Man, we should do that. Like Southern the, Southern. We should Bastards. do that. Like the best books out right now. That'd be tough. There's a lot. Yeah, that would be always changing. Yeah. And it would always be whatever new image number one was out. That's, <laughs> that would be the thing we were most excited always about. Trumps. But uh, yeah, so this is continuing the story that's been going on in Uncanny Avengers. If you're not caught up, uh, basically the Red Skull stole Charles Xavier's brain. You get a pretty good recap in the beginning. Yeah, there's a good recap. And then, but kind of all you need, the big thing you need to know is there's like the Uncanny Avengers are kind of like an X-Men and Avengers team together. And, um, and now the Red Skull has turned use charles's xavier's brain powers to become red onslaught <laughs> who is like a hundred foot tall version of a red skull right. onslaught hybrid <laughs> and so nick why don't you tell people what's going on in axis <laughs> or just tell us about it <clears throat> well, basically yeah, the, tell us about it tell, give us your take on it the avengers and x-men unite to take down the red skull that's about all that happens yeah that's, um that's kind of it there's a few <laughs> like big things that happen in this that are kind of uh more character moments which there's one really great one um, between uh, Cyclops and uh, his brother, and I thought that was really good. <clears throat> and there's the one between kind of the the old X Men and the uh, not the old um, the the two different factions of X Men. That's true. Kind of coming together. There's a cool Hulk moment. Um, Iron Man has a crazy twist near the end of this, um, and then some uh, character that I really like that dies seemingly maybe, um, but. Uh, most, and, of, most of the story is about, you know, the Red Skull has become Onslaught, and so he's got so much power that he spread his message of hate around the world that everybody's just trying to kill each other and everybody hates everybody. Um, and he's trying to get rid of the mutants, basically. Yeah, so he's putting, like, like evil thoughts in everybody's head. Yeah. And a lot of it's playing off of the stuff that people learned in Original Sin, right. which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, another thing that happens in here is we kind of get to see um, Falcon Captain America. Yeah, uh, yep. in, in action for the first time, time we actually see him in action. Yeah. yeah, so I guess he's the leader of the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. And Thor uh, with his axe. Yeah, which we kind of we saw with him. His in... robotic, he has a robotic arm in this, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, we saw him in Avengers in that future story. But uh, he lost his arm in the first issue of Thor, but we haven't seen him with this robotic uh, or destroyer arm yet. Yeah, so I guess we're not going to get to see how he got the arm. No, he oh, has regular arms in this. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. This must be right before he uh, gets that This down. takes place before the events of Thor number one. It doesn't say that. Yeah. Have you guys read any of those uh, alien books? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so there's the, the Prometheus Fire and Stone, which we talked about, and then there's Aliens um, Fire, Fire and Stone. Stone, which at the beginning says this takes place before the events of uh, Prometheus. Prometheus Fire and Stone. 
Um, and then there's Alien versus Predator, yeah. Fire and Stone. And at the beginning of that, it says this takes place between the events yep. of Prometheus Fire and Stone number four and Predator Fire and Stone number one, which is uh, our two books that have not come out yet. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's very confusing. Oh, so and Nick, that happened too. What? That's what I was talking about. That's yeah. Uh, the character died. That I. There's some crazy. But there's some stuff uh, future there. issues. This just shows something kind of related to that. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure. Did, what did you guys think about uh, the words "axis" being printed at the tops and the bottoms of the first ten pages of this book? That's really that weird. <laughs> I have no idea why that happened. I don't. I have no idea either. Uh, I think they is it. Do they have different artists on this? Um, no, it's all Andy Kubert. Did yeah. Adam Kubert draw it at the wrong size? No. Yeah. <laughs> did he draw it at the wrong size? Is that what happened? I, it's really weird because it just stops halfway through. There are a couple weird layout things in this too. But overall, I thought it was okay. I don't think it uh, had the impact of, say, the beginning of Original Sin. I think the problem with this is there's so many characters happening in here as, like, bad guys and good guys. And, so, like, I think like this... Nick pointed out all those, like, good character moments. They did have a lot of actually, like, kind of cool bits like that. It's just they so much happens There's in a this. lot happening, which I think is a complaint that people had that <clears throat> not a lot happened in these event books. So they were That's just true. like, let's get a lot of things going on here. Um, but it just didn't feel like the first issue of something. Yeah. yeah the, thing felt is, like the thing is the to me, end of a this, series I feel like, like this yeah. was going to be the next Uncanny Avengers storyline. And they were like, well, let's make this just a bigger storyline than, than that. Because it... it it starts literally where the last issue of Uncanny Avengers ends. Yeah. Um, and there's a recap kind of explaining... Like, like here's where, what's been going on in Uncanny Avengers. Yeah, and he, yeah, this is where it starts. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. But I like that it's tied into all the um, kind of past Marvel events. Like, it's got a little bit of Avengers vs. X-Men tied in there, a little bit of Original Sin and House of M. Yeah, they certainly... Scarlet seems, Witch and stuff. It certainly seems to be aware of the recent Marvel continuity. Yeah. But I think also that can be a little off-putting for some people. Like, I think Original Sin was very easy to read. Like, you could just jump in and yeah. read it. And I wouldn't say that's true about it. But I thought despite all the crazy stuff happened, there was a lot of really good character moments. There's a great moment between uh, Scarlet Witch and Rogue that's been building yeah, up for a while. Lots of good stuff. I don't know. I thought it was good. And Giant Red Skull is funny. <laughs> and like, yeah. and it's coming <laughs> and out, awesome. It's coming out weekly. So yeah. It's, it's so that'll cool. be crazy. Um, just like how Death of Wolverine's coming out weekly. <laughs> uh, I think this will be probably closer to weekly. Yeah. Well, it is or it's n- three times a month. It is also yeah. nine issues. Yeah. So. Yep. It's three times a month. So it'll be over in three months, though. And then a new event will start. Which is like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll start a Return of Dazzler. The week after. Yeah. Uh, Return of Dazzler. I'm ready. No, she's around. Squirrel Girl. Have you seen her recently? She's yeah, all dropped out. Really? Yeah. No, I would, I've not I would change that in my Dazzler series, okay? Because she's been... To all emo. She was... No, you make her like a Strapped to a yeah. bed and tortured by Mystique for like... What? Two years or a year. Great. Poor Dazzler. Um, all right. Up next, we have Batman number 35. This is written by Scott Snyder, who writes Batman, and also writes the book Witches, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. Um, and Greg Capullo, who's been drawn Batman, used to draw Spawn. Uh, so why are we reviewing Batman number 35? I have no idea. Because it says in-game part one on the cover. And because they sent us a bunch of extra copies. Yep. Because uh, something important happens in this. But I don't know. Is that true? Or is it just kind of the beginning something of a new big. fun story? I would um, say it's definitely something, imp- I guess, that people didn't know was going to happen in yep. this issue. So should we talk about what happens? Because you kind of can't talk about it without talking about what happens. Yeah, right? I don't think. Well, we can talk about that Batman fights a lot of people. Yeah, all I'll say is that the Justice League are attacking Batman. There you go. And uh, he feels like he they're being mind-controlled by somebody, and then we find out who it is, and it's kind of a, a big, crazy thing. Yep. And I thought there was uh, some really great stuff in here, especially the stuff between Alfred and and uh, Bruce. I think th- Scott Snyder's doing a great job of kind of building up their relationship through all these issues, and... I don't know. They have a really great moment where they're talking about building a bat monorail. I thought it was like really they, oh, yeah. they both they actually laugh. Yeah, with they each both other. laugh, and I'm like, that's how they should be. Like, and it's great. Yeah. Um, 
Hey, how about Alfred from Gotham, you guys? No oh boy. He just he's like, Alfred from Earth One, right? He but he's like worse. He like screams at Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He's I like, feel you like, little idiot. I feel like Bruce Wayne is like, oh, I'm gonna be like this guy and be like Batman and just like beat the crap out of people. <laughs> <laughs> um Um so yeah, in this uh, uh the weird thing about this is I don't know where this takes place. This takes place after Batman Eternal. Oh, it's like it's in Gotham, buddy. Yeah, it's right here on the <laughs> front page. Gotham City now. After so when does does Eternal end soon? No, I think it's fifty two issues. I think it's Eternal. <laughs> it's Eternal. So they um, warned us. Bruce Wayne is kind of beat up in the beginning of this, but I don't know from what. Does anybody know? <laughs> oh wait, here we go. The events of this story take place after Batman Eternal. It says that on the first page. What? So yeah, this takes place after Batman Eternal. So um Clearly, Bruce Wayne makes it through okay. Where, where do you um, see that? Oh, there it is. On yeah. The fifth it. page. Well, it's on the uh, the title page. Which is the fifth page. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah. Huh. So that's why he's beat up because of the events of Batman Eternal. Yeah. Um, and apparently something happened in that where Scarecrow poisoned him and he's having hallucinations about the future. Um, but then the Justice League attacks Batman and they try to kill, they're all trying to kill him. Yep. And you find out Batman has a contingency plan to take them all out and he does pretty quickly. Yeah. He's got like a Hulkbuster. <laughs> yeah. He's got yeah. a giant armor. And it's pretty awesome. Quickly takes out most of the Justice League and then some stuff goes down yeah, at the end. I thought it was a fun issue. No, I mean. It's like a really good jumping on point if no, you want to jump into Batman. The reason he's beat up is this. All this happens and then it says do that, which is the beginning of the series. No, he's beat up before that. Look, look, he's wearing bandages. Oh yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter why he's beat up because Uh, of Batman Eternal. Because of Batman Eternal, got it. Sure. Yep. Uh, Hey, if you guys want to know why Batman's beat up, but yeah, just rewind the podcast a couple minutes. Keep reading Batman Eternal for the next uh, (laughs) for the next twenty years. Twenty twenty two issues. I guess so. God, I can't believe DC has no twenty seven issues. I can't believe DC has three monthlies, weekly weeklies going on right now. Yeah. Yep. It's it's pretty nuts. One of them is pretty good. What Batman Eternal? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all right. Up next, we've got Earth Two. No, uh, uh, Birthright Number One. This is written by uh, Joshua Williamson. Who is Joshua Williamson? <laughs> he writes Nailbiter. Oh yeah, I was like, I know th- who this is, and then I couldn't remember. And he did what? Blue? What was that Blue Estate? Did he do that? Or is that maybe, that? maybe. Uh, and uh, the art in this is by Andre Brasson. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Birthright. It just it's kind of it's uh, Brasson. Maybe. I don't know. Uh-huh. Let's just keep correcting each other <laughs> when none of us actually know anything for the rest of the <laughs> podcast. This is great. <laughs> um, so this is about, like, a dad and his kid are out um, playing baseball, and the kid disappears. Into and the woods. Into the woods. And then uh, the parents have been looking for him for a really long time, and it seems to be affecting their marriage, and things are really bad. Yeah, the dad is accused of murdering the son. Yep. Um, everybody pretty much has decided that, yeah, he murdered his son. Yep, including his wife, who left him. Yeah. And then... Uh, Except for the other... The kid's brother who's still out there putting up flyers and looking for him yeah and um and then this guy appears out of the woods and the police call them in and they're like this is your son but the thing is no 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 no. they don't say that well they say all the evidence let's just keep correcting each other (laughs) they say all the evidence points to it being his son right yeah um and so except he's grown yeah except he's like 35 years old instead of being 10 years old And then we kind of flash back and see uh, what's been going on with this kid when he went into the woods. And it's some pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. Do you wanna, I guess we should say what it's about. Cause that's kind of the whole point. Yeah. It's like yeah. kind of like, like a fantasy world. He goes world. to like a fantasy world and he's fighting like orcs and fire trolls and dragons and stuff. Um, and he's kind of the chosen one that's there to defeat the evil Dark Lord. Kind of like the, you know, a lot of fantasy tropes. But yeah, the, there's a crazy twist to that at the end of this, which yep. is really cool. 
Yeah, and uh, Williamson has a little thing at the back. He says, like, the thing he was always curious about with, like, you know, Narnia or Peter Pan or whatever is, like, if a child is taken away into a wonderful, magical, or, you know, scary world and then it comes back, one, what is the effect on the family? So a lot of this is, like, seeing how people would react to a child disappearing for a year. But it's also, like, how would you be able to leave that world behind and try to fit back into a normal world when like life, when you know that you can fight dragons and you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. He talks about how he, he, he wants, he wanted to be the Goonies or monster yeah. squad when he was a kid. This is kind of like what's come out of that, which is pretty fun. Yeah. I thought it was uh, definitely an interesting setup. It's and really uh, good. this book was awesome. Yeah. There, I love this book. So there much. are just a ton of twists and turns in this first issue. Yep. Um, but it's always fun to read. And, but I thought the, uh, the emotional stuff with the family was yeah, really, it's well, such really a well good done. way to do it. Yeah. And so you've got so many different parts of like the now divorced mom and like the basically alcoholic father who's been accused of murdering his son for a year right. and the, you know, just who's kid brother whose life has been ruined by his brother vanishing. And yeah, there's so much going on with that layered with like cop investigation of like what actually happened. Cause like the other thing I think he mentions in the back too is like, so what if a kid did do this and did come back and then like the FBI is investigating and they're like, there's actual proof you went to a dragon world. You know, it's just like, how would like normal people, not just the family deal with it, which is pretty interesting. Plus then we're going to see like bits and pieces of him, like going on the actual quests and flashbacks and stuff. And did you guys see that there's like the kid map in the back and that matches up to this? Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I guess Josh Williamson has been really good at, like pulling people in in first issues. I mean, he. I guess he also wrote Ghosted. So, yep. Um, those he's he's really good at writing exciting genre stories that uh, just feel a little bit different than stuff yeah. we've seen before, but also have a lot of those elements in them. Uh, one thing I liked in this book, uh, which is a really dumb little side thing, but uh, on the back they have like a tagline and like describe what the book is. Oh, and, that's so smart. And like put like credits from the creators That's and so stuff smart. which is just like yeah like just such a smart thing that yeah i think people should, should do, do more yeah, better more. than like uh you know gushers at or whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah. The back of a comic. did we describe what the kid looks like when he comes back <clears throat> no i mean he looks like a badass, he's a badass yeah, yeah. He, he's but he's like wearing the armor and got weapons and stuff i read i got to read a preview of the second issue of this and let me just say things get even crazier in issue two it's Please. awesome so check it out it's gonna be like encino man yeah but anyway i I thought this was gonna be this is definitely like one of the best things i've read in a really long time so i'm gonna give this my highest personal recommendation no i thought it was amazing but this was not my favorite book of the week whoa really foreshadowing um okay well up next we have uh costume quest invasion of the candy snatchers by zach gorman so this is uh this takes place in the universe of uh the costume quest video game which i never heard of but uh it seems to be from the monsters point of view and it's uh kind of just a fun story about monsters coming into the human world yeah um i actually forgot that there was a costume quest game and so <laughs> I, I like i because we ordered this book because it's like oh zach gorman great we'll get it and then, yeah, I was like, oh, it's a costume quest. But like, uh, does that matter? And then I started reading it, and I was like, no, it does not matter. I had no idea what it was. It didn't matter to me. Yeah, it does not matter at all. So basically, these kids are in a monster world, and it's Halloween, and there's a candy sh- shortage in their world. Um, they basically live, like, in Beetlejuice world. It's all, yeah, and the main characters are kind of these, like, Nightmare the, Before Christmas style. Right. And the main characters are kind of like the dor- the dorky kids. <laughs> right. um, and they want to be go to the party with the cool kids, and the cool kids are like, uh, you can't come to a party unless you have candy. And they're like, oh, we'll, we'll bring candy to the party. And they're like, they can go. Um, and, yeah, they end up going through a portal to the real world, to the human world, I mean. Um, <laughs> the real world. The real world. Our world. Um, 
and adventures. And trying to find a way back. And then, yeah. and then they, you know, the, the cool kids follow them trying to get candy. And um, it's really fun and really cute. There's a lot of cute relationships here between the, the main two characters um, who are Sally and, oh, man. Clem. Clem. Um, and, yeah, uh, there's like a weird kind of cute almost romance going on between them that's kind of unspoken maybe. A bromance? A bromance. Yeah. Um, well, I don't, is, is Sally a female? I think Sally's a female. No, I think they're yeah, all. no, she's a female. Oh, is that true? Look at her eyebrows. Really? I don't think it matters. Oh, maybe. I'm not sure. I think. She's got the lady. Yeah, I don't think it matters. It's, they're it's, monsters. It's, <laughs> it's, but it's also like that this is like kind of the pure innocent, like when you have best friends and you're eight and you go on adventures together. Right. I think that's the tone they're going for in this. And it's, it's so well done. Yeah. It's but, really funny and really cute. Yeah. So they're like, uh, once they get in the human world, they're kind of you know, looking for a way back. They all get separated and uh, they're trying to find these portals and actually meet up with the characters from the original Costume Quest game. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, which is why they have, you know, why those kids have that map and know so I much about their world and stuff like that. I thought they were cool. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's worth yeah. pointing out. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and just the whole story is fun. It's just about friendship and, you know, it's it's really cute. Zach Gorman's art is fantastic. Um, you know, if, if you've seen his stuff, he does the I Draw Nintendo magical or yeah it's a magical game time now yeah yeah uh and it's uh yeah it's a really good book for kids say there's also uh two kids going out trick-or-treating human kids one of them is dressed like kiki from kiki's delivery service what? and one of them is dressed like a twitter let me see i missed that there one. you go um oh my god that's adorable yeah <laughs> it's uh, awesome we must also point out that this is done in a lovely oversized hardcover which makes everything including the art so much better. Yeah, it's like Bandus and a size. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's awesome. And I would highly recommend it. It's a great kids book. I would highest recommend this. Yeah, it's a great Halloween book. Yeah. It's great. But yeah, all kids from ages 8 to 88 should read this. Okay. All right, up next we've got Sabrina number one. What's the full title of this? It has like a has like a crazy title, right? Like The Chilling Suspense. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. There you go. The Chilling wow. Adventures of Sabrina. So this is written by Robert Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa with art by Robert Hack, who are the same team that work on um, Afterlife with Archie. Well, not the artist. Not the artist. Oh, is it a different artist? It's Frank Francisco Frank Villa. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, so it Come is a different on. artist. But uh, yeah, so this this has a similar tone same to Afterlife with Archie. <laughs> um if anything, it's a little bit darker than Afterlife with Archie. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's I'd say less cartoonish in some ways and more creepy. Yeah, it's definitely creepy. I mean, it has way more Satanism. This than, is more of a period piece, I guess. I guess Archie. Is no, Archie kind of, takes place in the '60s as well, and yeah. and there's actually a little bit of crossover in these. But uh, and Sabrina is in the Afterlife with Archie comic. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, so this starts out. Uh, even earlier than that, though, it starts out in the fifties, and it's when Sabrina's first born, and we kind of learn that her um, mother is a human, and her father is a satanic witch who belongs to a coven, right. and and they want to steal um, Sabrina away, and either sacrifice her or raise her as a, a witch. But right. for, at first, I thought they were going to sacrifice her, but uh, yeah, it seems they want want to raise her as a witch, and then they introduce um, Zelda, and I can't remember her, her other aunt's name. But yeah, you know, basically the the ants from Sabrina the Teenage yeah, Witch, yeah. either the comic book or the um, Nickelodeon show, if you remember <laughs> that, and also Tabitha, her, no, um, and also her cat and everything too, Salem. Yeah, no, Salem's where she's from, right? No, Salem's the cat. Oh, okay. I don't know a lot about Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, and then it, it actually follows the storyline of the first appearance of Sabrina, where she meets this 
kid at school and she decides she's going to do a little bit of, of a love spell. Right. And then from there, it definitely veers off into a totally different direction because I think the love spell creates uh, a crazy, terrifying thing. A succubus comes to Greendale. Exact revenge on Sabrina. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a very dark comic, but yeah. in a really cool way. Like, yeah. it's... Uh, I don't know, like like after with Archie, it's really fun to see these characters in this way. It's really well written. Yeah, and it's really well written. Like we're, we're, uh, he's a good writer, and um, and uh, Robert Hack's art is great in this. Yeah, um, it's, I thought he was the same guy that drew Severed, but he's not. But that is very kind of similar. Yeah, like watercolors color palette and, and yeah, yeah, though yeah, good color palette, a lot of oranges, yeah. very Halloweeny as well. Um, yeah, it took me actually. I didn't quite like the art at first. It took me a long time to get into it, but by the end of it, it, it really fits the story very well, and it definitely grew on me as I went through it. And uh, as an added bonus, they have the original story of uh, Sabrina in the back. The, yep. the this that this is based on, and I love that first art. appearance <laughs> by Tanda Carlo. Yeah. Tanda Carlo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, this is if you like Afterlife with Archie, this is a no brainer. But if you want like a really good just thing to jump in. You don't need to be reading Afterlife with Archie. Yeah. You don't need this. to be reading anything to, to get into this. No. Yeah. It's, you don't need to know anything about Sabrina. Because it's own crazy thing. Yep. And it is awesome. Uh, yeah. That is Sabrina the Teenage Witch. We all liked it. Or the cursing adventure of... Chilling Adventures? <laughs> Chilling Adventures. Chilling Adventures. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Up next, we have uh, Batgirl number 35 i wrote batgirl number one on here because it might as well be batgirl number one yeah. uh so this is uh co-written by cameron stewart and brendan fletcher and uh, and then it is laid out uh by uh cameron stewart yep and then it is uh penciled by babs tar and uh cameron stewart is uh he's done what he did sea guy he's done a ton of stuff yeah, he's done Batman for a while. Yeah, and then Brendan Fletcher is also co-writing um, Gotham Academy, which we talked about with Becky Cloonan. Mm-hmm. And Babstar is just an awesome artist. She's, you know, I've seen her stuff online forever, and she does lots of cool, like, Sailor Moon art and stuff. But uh, her art in Batgirl is awesome. And this is just a totally new direction for Batgirl. So this was my favorite book of the week. Um, Did you read Batgirl 34? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody here? No. No, me neither. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so it's just a whole new direction. Uh, basically, they're trying to bring it back into how old is Batgirl? This twenty something? She's twenty two, I think. Did they actually say that? Yeah, which I think she was supposed to be in the regular Batgirl comic too, but because she was twenty two, yeah. But because she had so much baggage, from, it just seems uh, like she the previous like she was like forty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she's uh, trying to go to school and she's moving in with a couple of new roommates and just crazy troubles happening. Um, I don't know. It's just like. This feels so fresh and so fun and yet so grounded. Like, it's still got some crazy superheroic stuff, and she goes up against a crazy bad guy who's, like, using the internet to be... He's basically, like, selling information about people and exposing yeah, like, people. He's, yeah. like, he's like Perez Hilton or TMZ, but a hundred times worse. But he's like got, a like, a cybernetic <laughs> yeah. eye that helps yeah. him do all that stuff. Yeah. And, like, an army. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, like... They integrate, like, texting and emails and, like, online dating and just, like... This feels so much more modern than most comics and not in, like, an annoying fashion. Um, the only all- thing I didn't like, I thought it felt maybe it was a little too much of that. Maybe a little too hip. Yep, I agree with Nick. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. Just a little too hip. But, like, but, but still great. Like, still amazingly good. Like, there's a little too much of that, you know, like, trying to be... Hashtag selfie, bae. People got those, those <laughs> half-shaved... That's what she does. Everybody's got a half-shaved head. Uh, um, she's 22. And she doesn't have a half-shaved yeah, head. But, uh, yeah, but she's got a, a new costume. 
and uh, which looks great. Which looks, explain how it, uh, she comes about. Yeah, <laughs> in a good way. And uh, there's a li- like just a very little bit of stuff left over from the old story. Yeah, which is that she's in a fight with uh, Black Canary, which I think is, yeah. but in here is great because they just they play uh, well. Yeah, they seem like yeah. you can tell they're still friends, but they're kind of in this right. in this fight. And uh, yeah, it does. It feels so fresh. It doesn't feel like anything that DC has been doing up until now with like Gotham Academy. Right. And uh, yeah, it's like you're just a great jumping on point for this and the art's fantastic i think the combination of cameron stewart's doing layouts and then yeah. babs tar doing all the finishes for this is works really well there's actually some creative stuff and it just reads really well it's like so good yeah it's it and it doesn't take itself so seriously which yeah. i think is and a big dense. problem and the, yeah yeah there's a lot of stuff there's going a, on. one entire adventure in this and it feels like a something in these days that would be stretched out to like six issues like a graphic novel i did have one yeah. big weird problem with it but um what's that uh, well so one of the big conceits at the end of this book is that uh, this this uh, bad guy, what is his name? Uh, Black Box or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something, something like uh, that. Yeah, but his name is Black. And uh, so he really wants um, Batgirl's secret identity. He wants to know who she is, and he's kind of luring her, luring him in with her secret identity. But earlier, to entrap one of his lackeys, she takes a picture of herself and attaches her name to it and entraps him with it. Right. So it seems a little weird to yeah. do that. But, but she's undercover. As herself. As herself. And then shows up as Batgirl. Yeah. <laughs> so, that happens all the time. Does, it's like Peter Parker did something crazy and then Spider-Man busts in the door an hour later. That's that's how superheroes work. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Um. I just thought it was a little strange. It's like put you on a wig. You can't go online on a dating service as Batgirl. Guys, this That'd issue. Creepy. This issue takes place after the events of Batman Eternal. Uh, does it? <laughs> It doesn't say that, but I, I assume it does, because she's still in her old costume in Batman Eternal. But those are all small complaints. Batgirl number 35 was, was a really, really, really good really comment. good. Yeah, it was, it was so great. Good. All right, we have one more thing up this week, and that is Witches number one. This is written by Scott Snyder, uh, or is it Witches? Witches. This was my favorite <laughs> comic of the week. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, Birthright was my favorite. But this was uh, pretty close. Oh, yeah. man. This is really second good. or third. Now I'm thinking Birthright's my favorite. I loved them both. Anyway. Um, I, you know what happened with Batgirl 2? I think that I was so hyped about it yeah. that it was like it was really good, but I was like ready for my earth to be shattered. Yeah. Right. But uh, and but it just ended up being a really, really good comic. Yep. Which is fine. Too <laughs> That's good enough. Um, yeah, so Witches was written by Scott Snyder, who writes American Vampire. He writes Batman. He writes um, Severed. He writes all kinds of horror mm-hmm. stuff. Dracula, Frankenstein. Um, and the art in this is by Jock, who drew the losers and drew Green Arrow Year One. Green Arrow Year One. Savage Wolverine. And Savage Wolverine. <laughs> His most famous work, mm-hmm. Savage Wolverine. Uh, yeah, so Witches is about witches. But the real witches. But they're real witches. So, should we say how the real witch, what the real witches are in this? Well, you don't. Quite, humans. You don't quite know. No, they're not. Uh, not humans. So uh, <laughs> they say at the end of well, it. Well, you get most of it from. I don't the, think you need to know that. Too. Okay. You get most get of it from, from, from what he, his his essay at the back. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, but yeah, this is like uh, you know, new family moving to town for some reason. Uh, father, daughter. Oh, so, sorry, father, mother, and a what teenage daughter? Yeah. Who is going off to school, which, of course, is always terrible for the first time. Well, they're moving there because... That's the thing. Of it's what? like, why did they move? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So something happened at the previous place with their daughter, Sailor, who I would really say is the main stuff. character of this yes, book. Yes, definitely. And, um, yeah. And a really, really messed up thing happened. I thought the thing that happened with her was a little too over the top. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah. I thought it was very much like a horror yeah, it's, thing. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. I don't know. I don't know. 
It reminded me of Critical Hit. <laughs> oh, in, no, I don't in, know about that. In the way that... Um, you felt like it was like an anti-bullying PSA or something like that? No, not... Well, sort of, but it felt like exaggerated to like a crazy point. Where like, you know, like people, yeah, people get bullied and they'll get you know, beat up and stuff. But, but what happened? This bully yeah. is like a, a murdering, like a like crazy, yeah. per- like a person well, that would things, act was actually killing people. Well, things like that happen too. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> how would you possibly end up alone with this It was person? a little too exaggerated, but yeah. I like the rest anyway. of it. Uh, and there's a really creepy scene involving a deer. Um, yeah, that's creeped true. me out. Um, and uh, it ends kind of suddenly. I also didn't like how it ended, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's... I didn't understand what was happening at the end. But. I think it's just kind of getting there. Like a, like, yeah. a, like a lot of the first issues of things, it's just... Um, There's like a cliffhanger without the like cliffhanger image. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Uh, it's like a page. It's like somebody yeah. being like, oh my God, look at this unspeakable horror. And then yeah. like, there's no yeah, but uh, but you know that's got Overall, me running. Good. Yeah, and I, I trust Scott Snyder, and I think it'll. it'll yeah, and I think Scott Snyder is really good at horror stuff. Like, there's definitely a great atmosphere in this book. Yeah, uh, some creepy stuff going on. Um, and I think his horror stuff. You know, I I like Batman, but I think like stuff like Severed and American Vampire and yeah. um, The Wake has been his best stuff. That's his his bread and butter. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that is witches, and that is it for this week. Yep. Yeah. That was a 45 minute episode, you guys. Oh, whoa, we did it. And now we're done. Success. And we'll see you guys next week <laughs> with Bye a bunch guys. of New York Comic Con news. Hopefully. Hey, enjoy the fourth episode of Gotham. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.